Hello, and welcome to Book Blurbs. I'm Gabrielle Sutherland. I'm Ricky Smith. And I'm Brielle Sergal. Here at Book Blurbs, it is our mission to empower readers and writers and encourage others to read. We strive to highlight books about girls and people of color. We are located in the Baltimore area. The book we'll be talking about today is The Maze of Bones by Rick Riordan. This book was published in 2008 by Scholastic. It was the first book in the New York Times best-selling series, The 39 Clues, which has 11 books in the first series and 17 books accompanying them. It is recommended for tweens, teens, and young adults. It entered the Children's Books New York Times bestseller list at number one on September 28, 2008, and stayed on the list for children's chapter books for 24 weeks. Richard Russell Riordan was born on June 5, 1964, in San Antonio, Texas. He attended the University of North Texas for a while before transferring to the University of Texas, where he graduated with degrees in history and English. After graduation, he worked as a middle school teacher for 15 years until he resigned to write full-time. Though his most known books, the Percy Jacksons and the Olympians series, were for teens, his first books, a mystery series centering on private investigator Jackson Navarro, are for adults. While he didn't write all the books in the 39 Clues, he wrote this one and contributed to the entire story arc. His latest book series is The Trials of Apollo, and you can learn more with his website, rickryordan.com. The first in a series, The Maze of Bones, follows two orphans, Amy and Dan Cahill, who, when given the chance between a million dollars or adventure, choose the more dangerous path. In one day, their world has changed forever. Now, Cahill is not just a name. It's the name of the most powerful family in history, and they're a part of it. With the help of their mischievous, food-loving au pair, Nellie, they must search for the answer of the first clue, and grab it before their treacherous relatives do, or die. They must carry on the legacy of their parents and grandmother. Set and written in the early 2000s, this book is one of adventure and mystery, and many plot twists. Yet, it is also a story of carrying the torch and bravery in the face of grave danger. Some of the scenes in this book is the constant danger Amy and Dan face on their way to find the second clue. Who to trust in their estranged family, their sibling bond, and their ingenuity put into play as they solve the ciphers and other puzzles. Now that we have covered the scenes and topics in Maze of Bones, we should go ahead and discuss the style in which Rick Cryordant writes in Styles of Others. You might hear one that is familiar or one that is totally brand new to you, so keep your ears open. The author of the book we are discussing today, Rick Cryordant, has some different styles of writing that is worth talking about. In Maze of Bones, the first book of the 39 Clues series, Riordan has some techniques that are constant throughout many of his books. 
In The Maze of Bones, he sets the chapters and the point of view of specific characters. Instead of just reading through the storyline, we can get some insight to what the protagonists and antagonists are thinking. This style of writing is found in many of his famous books, such as The King Chronicles. In this series, we get to see the opinions of the siblings, Sadie and Carter, which makes those books that much more fascinating. This style is interesting and engaging to a variety of readers because we get to better understand the characters and the personal reasons behind why they do what they do. Now we will talk about some different writing styles of authors and what makes them effective and unique. In our previous episode, we discussed Esperanza Rising. The author of that stunning book, Pam Munoz Ryan, had several constructive aspects that made the style of the book unique, such as telling the story from the point of view of Esperanza Ortega and naming the chapter titles after the produce that is incorporated into that section of the book. Munoz Ryan also used a technique called book ending or employing book ends. This is when the author ends the story similar to the way it started. For instance, in the start of the book, Esperanza shares a heartwarming experience with her father that shows a strong bond between them. And at the end, she shares a similar event with her later friend, Miguel, as they grow in their relationship. Miss Ryan also incorporates a series of unfortunate events which shapes the protagonist of the story and the text undoubtedly projects a touching and educational message to the readers. On the other hand, Rick Riordan blends mystery, adventure, and the character's personal opinions to shape a fascinating and entertaining story. This can inspire readers to take charge and read more of his books, or possibly write stories similar to Riordan's style. Reading is also found to boost creativity and critical thinking. So why not read something that will make you laugh and make you smarter along the way. Some other famous authors have different opinions on how a story should be written or set up, such as writing in depth or summarizing, an abundance of details or a vague description, entertaining or persuasive, and many other preferences. This variety of writing techniques is essential, considering that if there's only one style of anything, there wouldn't be a lot of surprising and new innovations, which later changed the world. The Maze of Bones is a mystery story like no other. Typical mystery stories revolve around characters trying to solve a crime or mystery. Most books reveal the antagonist at the climax. However, in The Maze of Bones, the antagonist is not unmasked at the climax. Instead, there's a cliffhanger that leaves readers wanting more. This is both a search for the truth and a murder mystery wrapped in one spine-bound book. From the beginning, there's drama and intrigue, and Riordan manages to keep it that way. This book is both suspenseful and funny. I think that the main characters are part of what makes the book funny. We follow shy, bookish older sister Amy and her troublesome prankster younger brother Dan. They seem like the most unlikely detectives. However, they do it very well. In this book, there are many people who are out to harm Amy and Dan, but they aren't the most dangerous villains who are discovered closer to the end of the series. Red herrings, which are defined as something, especially a clue, that is or is intended to be misleading or distracting, are also a key element in a mystery story, and there are a few in The Maze of Bones.
The last thing I'm going to say in this analysis is about the ending. Normally, mystery novels wrap everything up nicely and it's very satisfying. But in The Maze of Bones, because it's a series, the ending isn't really an ending and that's part of what makes this book so unique. Since we've gotten the general idea of The Maze of Bones, we will discuss some highlights of the book and give some information that may come in handy when you read it on your own. Everyone has their own opinions, so don't worry if yours is different. So, Ricky, what did you enjoy about this book? I enjoyed learning about the different places that that the that, that the Cahills went. I like reading books where there's travel. The Cahills definitely went a lot of places. I. I've only been in the United States, so I would also love to go all the different places. Um, I enjoyed that it had a lot of humor in it, and the characters had their own unique attitude. It was also very interesting to see everyone's thoughts and own point of views. Brielle, what have you read that is similar to this book? Well, I have read The King Chronicles, which is written by the same author, Rick Riordan. And it is also set up where the characters have their own chapter and their own point of view. And there's also a cat, which is personally the star of the show in my eyes. Well, I've read the rest of the 39 Clues series. And I've also read a series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket. And I see some ties from that book to the 39 Clues. Well, that series, sorry in the way that the parents also die in a fire that was set by rivals and it's a mystery series and there are although they're three siblings they're they have they have to learn to trust each other and to work together so my favorite character in the book is nelly because she seems so carefree and she always has a way um to have things go her way in tough situations. And uh, I enjoy a lot of food and I enjoy her um, want for new foods. Uh, Ricky, what do you think? What's your favorite character? I'm probably gonna pronounce this wrong, but I liked Grace's lawyer, Mr. Mitten. He always seemed to have most of the answers, and that's something I'd like to be. I'd like to be the master of the situation. Ricky, think about one of the minor characters in the story. Why do you think the author included him him or her, and which one is your favorite? Well... I'm thinking about Jonah's dad, who I think was put in there to for adult supervision, just like Natalie. I think it sort of shows that even celebrities need adult supervision. Well, I think my favorite is Saladin because, first of all, He's awesome. He's a cat. <laughs> but secondly, I think that it's a way for 
Amy and Dan to remember Grace and to bring a part of her with them as they go on this journey that she created. She was the mastermind of this whole plan. And first, first of all, Gabby, um, I am very angry with you right now because I loved Saladin. He was my favorite minor character. And um, I wanted to say that part, but good job. <laughs> Is the setting of the story important to the book? In what way, Gabby? Well, I think for the first book it is because the Boston and I think when they're talking about Benjamin Franklin, I know he was Philadelphia, but he was also Boston. And so for me, that's just something that I think is a historical thing and it makes it a, it makes it convenient for Amy and Dan. And then when they have to go, to Philly, it's like, okay, it's not that far away. So it's not like they have to travel all the way across the country or to another country. And then they go to France. Yeah, which is kind of far away, I guess you could say. Me, I agree with you completely. Ricky, have you ever experienced anything similar to the action of this novel? Was there anything that you could relate to? Well, no, not really. I haven't taken this much of a trip at all, but I think the things that I could connect it to was when me and my family went on really long road trips, like to Florida or to Alabama. I could connect that to it, but it doesn't compare to this book. Yeah, definitely. I haven't traveled to different continents ever in my life. Um, I have gone to Pennsylvania, which is pretty far from me, in um, my car. So, but I've never had to face giving up a million dollars for going on a big treasure hunt. And I've never, if you add up every thing that I get in money, I would not even be close to a million bucks, so. Um, okay, just for clarification, you said your car. Are you telling me that you drive? No, Gabby, of course I drive. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Brielle, did you find this book to be a quick read? Why or why not? I definitely found it a quick read. It was pretty short, um, but I like it because I've read a lot of really long books and this one was like quick to the point and funny, which I really enjoyed. So it was a great read. I have to agree with you. I was able to read it in a night, which was nice because it didn't take forever. Right now I'm reading The Count of Monte Cristo that book goes on forever. And it takes a while for them to get to the point. Although there is a lot of revenge, which I guess is a theme that you could relate to the, to the Maze of Bones, you know, 
There's definitely a lot of revenge. I mean, from family members, seriously? I would be freaking out. Ricky, uh, what scene do you remember best? I really remember best the part where someone got struck by lightning. I mean, it's not the sort of thing that you forget. Pretend you're the author's editor. What notes would you give to McBriarden? Real. Well, I couldn't critique him on a lot because it was a great book. Um, I loved that he added Saladin, the cat, because he's my favorite. Um, and overall, I'd say it was a great book and he's a great writer. Tend you're another famous author writing a blurb for the cover. What would you say, Brielle? Well, I guess I'd say, I guess I'd just say the analysis again. <laughs> um, the analysis, because I think that covers it. And I'd say that it's a good book. If you like mysteries, you should read it. Yeah. Great for tweens, teens, young adults. I honestly wouldn't change anything from the, um, in the back of the book where it tells a little blurb of what it's about. I think that was great. That's the end of this episode today. Thank you for listening and send us any questions or comments you have, and you might be featured on the next episode of Book Blurbs. To learn more about this podcast, you can visit our website at anchor.fm slash book and blurbs. I'm Gabrielle Sutherland. I'm Ricky Smith. And I'm Brielle Circle. Keep on reading. We'll see you next time.